Pastor Xavier Reese reminds us that there is only one standard we are to live by. God will judge each person individually according to his or her works. He will judge each person as individuals responsible for their motives, their deeds, and their works. No one will have to give God any information when it comes to judging. Nothing escapes him. Everything open and naked as Hebrews 4.12 says. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. One common theme throughout the Bible is that God is sufficient, despite the things of the world seem so intriguing. But today, as Pastor Xavier continues his study series from the book of Revelation, he shares what happens when God's people pay more attention to the opinion of people rather than what God says in His Word. Here's Pastor Xavier. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18 through 29. The message entitled, The Pagan Church, Thyatira. Thyatira is known as the pagan church and identifies having the full pagan and immoral teaching under the identification of Jezebel that we'll see in verse 20. The Son of God was the one they should have been following, not the teachings of the woman Jezebel. This was their sin, as we'll see in verse 20, and we'll indicate again that religion is always portrayed by a woman. A woman's always religion opposed to Jesus Christ throughout Scripture. Now, the period of church history, its full development of the Roman Catholic Church, which minimizes the Son of God by the rival of Mary, the central figure of the Catholic Church is not Jesus, but it's Mary. And we'll point that out. Thank God for Mary. In John 19, you find that from the cross, but she is not a co-redemptress. She is a sinner like anybody else. I'm going to give you the scripture for it. Next comes the commendation. Notice Jesus knew what they had done and were doing in the present. Verse 19. But their works, notice, have been greater in the present than in the past. Uh, He says the last are more than the first. How commendable this was at one time. Okay, so if God is only commending you for the past but not the present, you've got problems. Thyatira was contrary to Ephesus. They had done things out of the right motive. Ephesus didn't. So this was the commendation to Thyatira. Notice next comes the condemnation in verse 20 to 23. In verse 20, the church of Thyatira had embraced the woman Jezebel. This is the heart of this church. The woman Jezebel was an enemy of God. She is very relevant to their sin. Though the church has been commended, God says, Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. As you know, Jezebel tried to join the religion of the Syrophoenicians to Israel. Baal worship. A God of fertility in 1 Kings 16, 31 to 33. Her sin was tolerance. Notice her failure came in three ways. They failed to judge her by the scriptural standard of being one with the word of God. If you give up the word of God as your standard for everything, you might as well hang it up. They failed in accepting and tolerating her. Be it by being impressed or intimidated by her. By their physical sexual immorality, they join themselves to one with demons, the practice of Baal worship. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 4, and chapter 10, verse 20 through 21, Paul deals about behind demons, idols, idols, demons. And by spiritual sexual immorality, they were departing from the true 
in living God. Notice that. The church of Thyatira has scorned the opportunity for repentance. Notice in verse 21 then. The tense is, does not want to repent, yet it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, Romans 2.4 tells us. The period of church history, again, is 600 to 1500 A.D., known as the Dark Ages. And they can be seen in the absence of Christ progressively in the church, mixing everything and anything and exalting this woman, Mary, the Queen of Heaven. Okay? The period was when the Roman church developed fully, obtaining her power, saving herself as the church of God. The dogmas of Rome are many. Let me give you a list of some more dogmas of Rome. This is from 600 to 1965. Okay? 607, Boniface III made first pope, officially. 709, kissing the pope's feet. 786, worshiping of the images and relics. 850, use of holy water began. 995, canonization of dead saints. So that means you can pray to certain patron saints and they'll answer you in prayer. Blasphemous. 998, fasting on Friday and during Lent. 1079, celibacy of the priesthood, meaning before that they were married. 1090, prayer beats, the rosary. The Inquisition, 1184. 1190, sale of indulgences. And Tesla made those famous things because they wanted to get money to build a basilica. The men of the coin hits the bottom of the coffer. Your loved one is released from purgatory. Wow. 1215, transubstantiation. That's the literal body and blood of Christ being transformed in the host by the priests. 1229, Bible forbidden to laymen. No one could read it except for the priests. 1439, Doctrine of Purgatory Decreed in Doctrine of Seven Sacraments Affirmed. 1508, the Ave Maria Approved. 1534, the Jesuit Order Founded. 1545, Tradition Granted Equal Authority with the Bible. That means anything the Catholic Church declares to be tradition or dogma, it's equal in authority the Bible or be above it. 1546, apocryphal books put in the Bible. That's the 14 books between Malachi and, and Matthew that the Catholic Church accepts. No one accepts them. And if anybody's going to accept Old Testament books, it would be the Jew. The Jew established a Genesis to Malachi. Plus, she doesn't become the, the controller until 312, so she's a little bit behind the times. Incredible. 1950, Assumption of the Virgin Mary. 1965, Mary proclaimed Mother of the Church. I've got a whole... Two more pages of that if I can give you. The church of Thyatira, notice, only had the judgment of God to look forward to in the future. Verse 22 and 23 tells us that. In 22, God will cast her into a sick bed with all who commit adultery with her in the great tribulation. Underline that. The number of kings, nations, rulers, and dictators that have been one with Rome is incredible. Hitler was one with Rome. The Pope sent all the Nazis out to Mexico, Central, South America, gave them escape, and was one with Hitler. Do some study in history, okay? Notice the reference to the Great Tribulation. It means different things. It means the judgment will be intense and severe for her corrupt oneness and directly from the hand of God. Thyatira will definitely be part of the church that's going to go through the tribulation, great tribulation, for she is adulterous, disloyal, and unfaithful. So this is the church that's going to go through the great tribulation. I hope you're not part of it.
Look at 22 still. God will judge you unless they repent of their deeds. And we're going to see the church is not called to repent. Only individuals. The church has given up. God's judgment came upon Jezebel, never repenting. She was cast down from the tower, as you know. Dogs ate her. Only her head, her hands, and her feet were found in Second Kings 9, 33 to 37. Her head, because her head was, her mind was an enemy of God and evil. Her hands, because she did the work of the devil. And her feet, because she ran to every place that was evil. <laughs> Simple. God is going to judge this pagan church, the false religious system called Babylon the Great, mother of harlots, and all who are one with her. Revelation 17 and 18, commercial and religious Babylon. She will be the head, but also apostate Protestantism will be united in the ecumenical movement in the Great Tribulation. As we see today, the seeker-friendly churches, the emergent church, Uniting only under ecumenicalism. Let's just love one another. Let's not make a big deal about doctrine. No, let's make a big deal about doctrine. Because God makes a big deal about doctrine. If your love is not one with the doctrine of God, your love is not of God. It's an offense to God. It's a stench to God's nose. The identity as head is hard miss. It's very hard to miss. Rome sits on the seven hills of Rome. Her address is given to us in the book of Revelation. The identity as head is there. Pope John the 23rd came um, to popularity through his ecumenical council. His key words, they all shall be one. If you look at the new pope, he's hitting it hard. Embracing Muslims and anybody else and calling back the wayward children of Protestants who left in the Reformation. Back to the mother church. Does that mean that everyone in the Roman church is doomed? No. If they repent, they won't. But they'll come out from among her. Simple. Notice, God will kill her children with death. Verse 23, the first part. This is God speaking, not me. The children are those who have embraced her teaching, the second and third, fourth generation, whatever follows. The children are those who equally have gone on to propagate these spiritual adulterous doctrines and make disciples. God will allow all the churches to know that he is the one who searches the minds and the hearts there in verse 23. Once again, the reinforced idea of God's omniscience. He knows everything. He knows the mind, literally the kidneys, the moral center of a person's life, every thought. It's very origin. Psalm 139.2 says he knows them from their origin. I don't know them until they get to my brain. He knows the hearts of men and women, who they really are in feelings, emotions, thoughts, desires, deeds, and motives. Being deceitful and desperately wicked, alluding to Jeremiah 17.9 and 10. The heart of man. Once again, the idea of his penetrating eyes of fire that... Uh, nothing escapes him. Everything open and naked, as Hebrews 4.12 says. No one will have to give God any information when it comes to judging. He knows everything. No one will correct God in his judgment. I just a minute, you made a mistake, Jesus, really. God will judge each person individually according to his or her works. He will judge her as a church, verse 21. He will judge those who are one with her in verse 22. He will judge each person as individuals, 
responsible for their motives, their deeds, and their works. Verse 23. Now, what is it that we don't understand? This was a condemnation to Thyatira. Next comes the exhortation. Verse 24 and 25. Notice in 24, the individual in the church is encouraged to be steadfast in their faithfulness to Jesus. He identifies them as those who have not this doctrine. Underline that. You want to make sure you don't have this doctrine in your life. He uses you, the rest, and as many as the one with hope. There is no call to repent to the church like the previous ones now. Only individual repentance. The only thing left for this church is judgment. He identifies them as those who have not known the depths of Satan. Verse 24. The depths of Satan refer to the teaching of the false prophetess. That which is not only contrary to God's word, but degrading and abominable. Chapter 2 verse 9. Chapter 3 verse 9. And other places. Notice like the faith movement today. It teaches that we are little gods. Having the power of, of, of faith through our mouth. What we say positive instead of negative. Life and death. They even teach that Jesus went down to hell to finish the atonement and make the payment to Satan. That's blasphemous. The atonement was finished at the cross. It was paid to the Father. Blasphemous. Little gods. <laughs> Look at 24. He indicates that he would put no other burden on them. The burden of these heretics was burden of Jesus Burden is light. He looks to the one that will repent, even in this type of church. The Lord enables who he calls. Notice the individual in the church is encouraged to protect what they have in Christ. Now, let me ask you a simple question, and I, I'm not that smart, but listen. If he's calling you to protect what you have, you have to be a believer, right? And if you have to protect that, that means you can be deceived, right? It's so simple. You don't have to know Greek. Just use what God gave you between two ears. The word but there is a sharp contrast to the burden in the previous verse. To hold fast is no burden for Jesus enables the person again. Matthew eleven thirty. To hold fast means to not discard, but rather to retain. And to keep carefully. Christ places no other burden than what his word commands us. And we should hold fast. Remember the book of Acts chapter 15, the first church council. Verse 28, 29, the Jews wanted to lay a burden. Say so you had to be circumcised to be saved. They sent letters out. You know, let them, let them know this. That they keep themselves from fornication, from strangled meats and from blood. And if they do this, they will do well. We lay no other burden upon them. Notice the exhortation is, is still until he comes. For the individual at death, so we're to hold fast. For the individual that is coming, whichever happens. John says this, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have and let no one take your crown. Revelation 3, 11, 22, 7, 12, and 10. He's talking to the believer. The unscriptural teaching of Rome is very, very evident. The relationship between Jezebel, the woman, and Mary cannot be missed. Not that Mary is like Jezebel, but the Catholic Church has made Mary an idol. Mary as intercessor is one of their main things. Luke eleven twenty eight seven through 28 from the crowd. Someone said, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast who gave you nur nursed you. And Jesus said, blessed are those who hear the word and keep it. Jesus said, no, 
focus on God. We want to worship people. The Immaculate Conception, Romans 3.23, is that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Listen to the words of Mary. She says, I'm a sinner. Luke 1.47. She says this, In my soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. It's called the Magnificent. Mary believed that she was a sinner. By the way, Mary was there in the upper room waiting for the day of Pentecost. And they were all there praying to Jesus. Mary was not praying to Mary. And Mary spoke in tongues. The perpetual virginity of Mary. Matthew one twenty five. Joseph knew Mary sexually after the birth of Jesus. We have the name of brothers and sisters. Of course, half brothers and half sisters. The selling of indulgences to pardon man's sins result in Luther's uh, 95 statements of, against Rome. Nailed at the Wittenberg door. The cruel oppression towards loved ones that those in purgatory, if they pay their prayers uh, and, and, and through their prayers and they make indulgent payments, they could be released. Purgatory came about through Pope Gregory the Great, the place of purification of the soul before entrance to heaven. And it was accepted as a dogma in 1459 at the Council of Florence and confirmed in the Council of Trent. There's no such thing. When you die, you go to heaven or you go to hell. The Pope is said to be the successor of Peter based on the confession of Jesus in Matthew 16, 18. Upon this rock I will build my church. That's a corruption of the text, completely out of context and completely out of the Greek language. It says nothing of the kind. Jesus is the rock. He will build his church on him. The Roman Catholic Church, by her very words and dogmas, declare the work of Christ not to be finished, but that she completes it every time she offers the host, having Christ die every time. Bloodless sacrifice, transubstantiation, blasphemous. Colossians says, for in him dwells the fullness of Godhead body, in him you're complete. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. It is finished at the cross. So this was the exhortation to Thyatira. What's left is the application. Look at 26 to 29. 26 to 28, the declaration is an invitation with promise of reward. Don't miss this. The one to receive the reward is the overcomer who keeps God's word until the end. In the first three, this came after the call to hear. It is qualified until the end. This is a timeless promise. It is the one who abides in Christ Jesus, the overcomer, John 15, 1 through 6. The, the, the branches and the fruit. It is the faith of the Christian that overcomes the world. In First John 5, 4 through 5. The person who will reward once again is who? Jesus. I. The end of 26 down to 28. The Lord will give to the individual two things. The first is power over the nations. is described in detail. They shall rule them with the rod of iron. They shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel, as I also have received from my father. This is during the millennial kingdom, as we rule with him. The quote is from Psalm 2, verse 8 and 9, describing Jesus' return to the earth to set up the kingdom. To rule means to feed, to tend the flock, to keep the sheep, to shepherd his people. Matthew 19, 28, 1 Corinthians 6, 33. Feeding the flock of God. Notice they shall be dashed in pieces, broken. What an irony. This is what the Roman church has tried to achieve by force and by deceit to control and destroy people. 
but it will not happen. She will be destroyed also. She will rule nobody. Now the second notice is the morning star, verse 28. The references to Jesus Christ throughout the scriptures. Balaam gave the prophecy of the star of Jesus. Numbers 24, 17. Daniel 12, 3. 2 Peter 1, 19. Revelation 22, 16. The morning star. Jesus Christ, no one else. The overcomer's promise. The personal one is with Jesus being just like him. First John 3, 1 through 2, it says, Behold, what matter of love the Father has given unto us, even though it doesn't yet appear where we shall be, we shall be like him, we shall be exactly as he is. And everyone who has this hope, verse 3 says, will purify himself even as he is pure. Look at the beginning of 29. The declaration is an invitation for anyone. There must be a willingness to listen as the individual. If you find yourself in such a church or such a condition of a Thyatiran, then you need to pay attention. He's going to call you to repent. There is a sense of responsibility and accountability to what you're hearing. There is culpability to every person who does not listen. Hearing is one thing. Listening leads to obedience. The way out is repentance. And so the words are, he who has an ear. Favorite words of Jesus. Take heed how you hear what you hear. Notice, still in 29, the declaration is an invitation to obey what the Spirit says to the churches. Hear a cool, the faculty of hearing, not deaf. You're able to hear. The Holy Spirit is here to give you understanding. You're accountable, responsible. Literally let him accurately and effectively hear. The obedience is not limited to the message of the church of Theratara, but to all seven messages, as we have pointed out from the beginning. And the word churches, again, it's in the plural. The Spirit is the speaker of the person of Jesus, the comforter, the one who brings glory, the one who represents him during the church age. So this was the application to Thyatira. Psalm 115 tells about those who worship idols. They become just like their gods. They have eyes they can't see. They have hands they can't handle. They have mouths they can't talk. They have feet they can't walk. And those who worship them become just like them. You become spiritually blind, deaf, and crippled. Remember, the church is not called to repent any longer at this point. God's given room for judgment. Remember, there is a call only to the individual to repent. So if you find yourself in this type of worship in church, God wants you to repent. And remember, faithfulness does not depend on our environment, but on who is in us. Jesus Christ. The message to the church of Thyatira is to stop being pagan. Tolerating false teaching for the Lord will judge her in the future. Woe to all the pastors today in America who have had the high privilege to go to school, to read, to understand. And at one time they stood faithful to Jesus and they've gone the seeker-friendly and emergent way to water down the word of God, compromise and deceive people. I wouldn't want to be them for all the money in the world. The message speaks of a local church in John's day. The message speaks of a period of history from 600 to 1500 AD, the Dark Ages. But the message also speaks of a type of church that can exist and will exist from Pentecost to the rapture. But for you individually, the most important here is, it speaks of an individual, Christian, without a tyrant throughout the church age what's the solution repentance God will receive you 
Pastor Xavier Reese, reminds us that there's no room for compromise when it comes to following God, an important simple truth he draws from a study of Revelation chapter 2 today. And you can request a CD copy of this challenging lesson titled The Pagan Church Thyatara for just $4. And by the way, this will also contain everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. So the title to ask for once again is The Pagan Church Thyatara. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths. 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for telling us the call letters of this station when you contact us. Scripture tells us God's Word is a lamp unto our feet. But what happens when we take another direction? Find out when you join Pastor Xavier Reese right here on the next edition of Simple Truths. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com